every day during this great and terrible pause, Cood Street is spending 10 minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading and what they'd recommend to anyone with a bit of time on their hands. Today I'm spending 10 minutes or so with author of The Quantum Magician, The Quantum Garden, and the forthcoming House of Sticks, Derek Kunskin. Kunskin? Kunskin? I don't know. Who joins me from somewhere in Canada. Hello, Derek. Thank you. How are you, Jonathan? I am well. And I guess having fumbled right there at the beginning, I must ask, Kunskin? It's you're very close. You have to be German, I think, to say it correctly. It's um, it's Kunsken, as okay. close as I can do it. But okay. yeah. So my apologies for that. So how are you? No, you were great. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And thanks for having me on your show. This is wonderful. It's my very great pleasure. Something we should have got around to a long time ago. Let me ask you, how are you? How have you been dealing with the crazy times, the changes, the pressures and all of that? I mean, are you able to to read, to write, to work, to function? Uh, I described it to a friend uh, as saying, I think my maximum hit points went down by 20% and I can't find the cleric. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I can put in 100% of energy and get 80% out of my day, I think. And I, I slowly that's been going up because I think at the start of, you know, staying at home and working from home and, and everything, uh, I think I've been slowly adapting. And I think, you know, removing stresses here and there has been the sort of thing. But no, it's still, it feels like everything takes 15% more energy to get anything done. Yeah. So, I mean, are, are you writing at the moment? I mean, do you find that's something you have time to do? Uh, for me, it's a bit about bandwidth. I think there are times in my life when I've been, you know, feeling a little stressed. And when that happens, uh, editing, I find, is a lot easier than drafting. Plotting is easier than drafting. And so I've been sort of shimmying into those a little bit. And... Uh, but I, I, I'm trying to write the sequel to The Quantum Garden, but uh, I think I needed some fresh ideas, and so I didn't realize that for a little while, and I just started needing to, to take some space to work on that, and now I, I think I'm in a better place. Excellent. Well, since we're yeah. here to talk about what other people are doing as well, let me ask you this question. What are you reading at the moment, and critically, is it any good? Uh, I would like to say it's amazing because I, I listened to your interview with uh, Dong Wan, for example, and um, I was just flabbergasted at the wide range of things he reads and how all the, you know, it's obviously quality stuff. And uh, again, getting back to periods of stress, I find that I have difficulty engaging with new pieces. Um, yeah. And so what I do is I go back to rereading things that I enjoyed before. So for example, um, I've, I've read some Charles Strauss, uh, I've, I've, uh, read R. Scott Baker's Prince of Nothing, uh, series. I reread that epic, uh, fantasy series, uh, with my son, we've been enjoying the Asimov robot books, which went very well, uh, with the, uh, Saturn's children, uh, and HBO's Westworld series. And so, you know, and, and at some point I even decided, you know, I can't, I, I want something even more basic. And so yeah. I decided to start rereading the X-Men from issue one in 1963. And I'm going to see Dear how God. far I can go. I've been blogging about it on uh, Blackgate, And um, I've been doing this now for, I think, five or six months. And I've managed to make it to 1972 so far. <laughs> uh, because I'm, I'm also doing every guest appearance, every side issue and stuff like that. Plus some of the ones that they've done where... You know, somebody in 2000 would write a story set between, you know, 1970 and 71. So, so it's all sort of chronologically in store, in story then? 
Yes, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get the authentic experience. And when I really want to get the authentic experience, I'll put on the music of the year it was supposedly coming out to give myself a bit of that feel. So I'm kind of picturing you sitting in your study reading X-Men and listening to like Blue Suede or something. <laughs> it depends on the year. Yeah, sometimes it's the four tops and sometimes it's the guess who. Well, actually, let me ask you, it's a slight diversion, but we live in this time in terms of popular culture and media of, if, if anything, insane oversaturation with the superhero concept. Mm-hmm. How do you find re-exploring it from this angle and looking at the origins of these kind of things? So I think comics right now have become very sophisticated, right? I mean, you can actually go into a modern comic, let's say like Immortal Hulk by, by Al Ewing or House of X by Jonathan Hickman, and you can literally read it as a critic or, or like as somebody trying to learn the craft and you can go, wow, look at how they layered this. Look at the metaphors, look at the other stuff. And, um, so it becomes an energy consuming in some way exercise. You put energy in, you get something out. Whereas going back to, you know, Stanley and Jack Kirby and X-Men one, I mean, there isn't any of that. I mean, thought balloons are blocking one of Magneto, you know, Magneto in one of the panels. It's just, they needed to put in a bunch of talking. And so they put it right over the character. Um, and, and so, I mean, there's no necessity to invest Mm. energy in something that's that simplistic almost. And so you just get the nostalgic feeling back and so on. And so I, I came to comics as a 10 or 11 year old. And I remember the sense of wonder. I remember the feeling of nostalgia looking back even then, because I came to it in the early 80s. And the comics I was trying to to see their history was in the early 60s. And so there's a bit of that nostalgia trip, too, that I think is it, it taps into the time travel psychologically in me being an 11 or 12 year old again. And at the same time, seeing what the zeitgeist sort of was back then, because Marvel at that time, they had grabbed something and they didn't know what they were doing. They just knew their books were selling and they were like, why are they selling? And they would throw things at the wall and some of it would work and some of it wasn't. But the creative energy there was remarkable. Yeah. Do you feel like you are learning anything or picking up anything from the storytelling that you're encountering as you go through reading this stuff? I think if you look like there are some comics, it's just going to be monster of the week sort of thing. Right. And you're not going to, there's nothing to get. Um, but at times and places you can tell, okay, I can tell there's this literary thing here. There's a bit of symbolism there, but it's, it's, um, it's not very pronounced, not compared to like right now, I've got enough bandwidth, I think, mentally to invest the energy in reading House of X. Um, and it's really good, really, mm. really good. He's telling a story set in like three or four different time periods, talking about the evolution of mutant kind across time. And it's fascinatingly done. Um, but but yeah, the older stuff, not necessarily. Fair enough. And let me ask you then, I mean, obviously you mentioned a moment ago that you're uh, working on a follow-up to the Quantum Garden at the moment, but what do you have out in the world? What have you been working on? How, what's happening with you? Uh, I I have a story. Well, I, I had House of Sticks, which was being serialized uh, in analog, and it's about to come out in uh, ebook and audio. The hardcover has been delayed till next April, just like many other publishing schedules. Um 
I've got a novella coming out with uh, Sheila Williams at Asimov's. And uh, that was a novella I wrote a couple of years ago on commission when I went over to China with uh, Kelly Robson and Alex de la Monica. And um, that was to tour a, a poverty relief effort there. Yeah. And they wanted us to do a bit of futurism. And uh, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. And that's coming out, uh, I think, this week or next week. Yeah. Uh, I'm very proud of it. And uh, yeah, and then House of Sticks, of course, is is going to be out in August. Well, with House of Sticks coming out, and as you say, because of the, the sort of strange times we're in, it has this sort of split dual publication happening. Can you give us the elevator pitch for the for the, for the book, so readers know what to or listeners know what to expect? Because you know, you know, they may want to go out and try it out. And also, I also apologize for asking for an elevator pitch because I know how terrible they are to give. Well, I have one anyway. It's just I had not written it in my notes for before talking to you. But uh, no, it's it's basically I wanted to write a Godfather story. I wanted mm -hmm. to write a family saga, and I wanted to put it in the uh, clouds of Venus. Um, I had previously visited that Venus before and created a, a, a sort of colonial life there that was colonized by separatist Quebecois. And uh, I wanted to go back because I knew there was a lot more I wanted to do. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's um, a family that lives uh, sort of in uh, not rebellion, but just resentment of the government and sort of trying to live in the lower cloud decks away from the government. And they find a storm on the surface that uh, shouldn't be there. And uh, the, the story unfolds and there's, uh, you know, the politics of the situation and the family politics are have were a lot of fun to to dive into. So how would you how would you how did you come to to reading and writing basically I mean off earth hard science fiction what was the the, the pull for it for you? Uh I had read um uh, Alastair Reynolds collection um uh Galactic North and I had also read Stephen Baxter's Vacuum Diagrams. And both of those were fascinating look at uh, collections by writers who had basically set most of their short stories in the same universe. And yeah. I slogged to create something brand new every time I try and sell something to Asimov's or Analog. Mm -hmm. And I finally decided, well, for my, my novel that I was going to write, The Quantum Magician, why don't we put them all in the same universe and see what happens? And so I started to collect things. And one of the things in The Quantum Magician is that the big interstellar imperial bad is called the the congregate, the Venusian congregate. And I actually made that be the the later development of the Quebecois separatists who were living in the clouds of Venus. Yeah, and so yeah. this this story in the House of Sticks is is a look at that chapter of history when they were just forming themselves as a state, but before they became the big interstellar empire that they become 250 years later. So how are you finding the structural challenges of working out, building and evolving a future history? Uh, it's a lot of laying down markers. Um, but I mean, history is not linear at all, right? I mean, you can look back at the 20th century and like everything, you know, is a surprise until it happens. Um, you know, obviously not so much, but I mean, there are some events that just are, are outright startling. And so, um, I don't think I worry too much about, okay, this is a predictable outcome of this trend that's been happening. I think there are certain events that I think 
I think are plausible to me and pass the sniff test. And then after that, um, sure. and, and a lot of it's driven by what do I want to see as a reader? Because I, I am in a, a sense of wonder junkie. <laughs> so I, I keep on following that. And if it's neat and really cool and tells me, you know, something neat that I've never seen before, then I definitely keep it in whether, whether it's logical or not, I'll find a logic sure, to make it sure. work, which I think most people do anyway. Yeah. And are you, are you finding it a, a challenge to to keep track of it? I mean, you're three books into the world in different periods with Quantum Magician, Quantum Garden, and House of Sticks, and a fourth coming, you know, that will come out, I assume, the year after next. Um, mm. So, I mean, is is that a, a structural challenge yet, or is it still early enough in, in the day in, in the days of creating this this universe of yours that it's still fresh and easy to piece together? Uh. I was once accused of having the memory of a chicken. So I, <laughs> I, I, I write down lots of lists. I, I keep fastidious notes um, so that I can always go back. And I mean, at some point, the volume of the notes themselves becomes challenging. But basically, every time I have an idea, I email it to myself and then uh, put it in my notes folder in some place. And as I write, I do the same thing just because... I know that what I made in chapter two, I'm not going to remember by the time I get to chapter 22. So I better write it down. So it's a bit of that. It's, it's like basically mitigating my own failings. Excellent. Well, the quantum magician and the quantum garden are in bookstores right now. The uh, house of sticks will be out in, well, digital uh, form mm -hmm. very, very shortly. There's the new novella and Asimov's and, a, you know, I, I, I assume a handsome hardcover coming from, you know, the good team at Solaris early next year. But for the moment, Derek, thank you so much for having made the time to talk to me. I genuinely appreciate it. Thank you. This has been great.